1: Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I have the lady who has spent the past two weeks traveling the country, enjoying herself, and just having lots of fun with her family. Of course, Megan Strand. Hey Megan.
0: Hey, so fun to be back.
1: Back from vacation. Did, I know. were you able to you were gone for so long? I mean, did oh you Oh my gosh, tr- I was gone for a week. Yeah. Did you did you have trouble finding your home? You know, like I had, I, had
0: I I will tell you what I had trouble with and that was coming oh. back to my email inbox which was I ignored for the entire week for the most part. It was not pretty.
1: No. Would you say 800 it's emails? Over 800 emails. Like it's
0: stupid. It's God, stupid. God. So popular. I'm really not that important. I'm just yeah. not.
1: You you're, you're very popular. You know you must They're subscribe- mostly from Joe. You must (laughs) must subscribe to a lot of email newsletters.
0: 750 emails from Joe Waters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Saying, hey, when are we going to have our next show? (laughs) So I'm so happy to be here today. I know. It's good to be back. And I'm so happy you're back, safe and sound. I'm glad you had a great vacation too. Thank you. And on the line with us today, Megan, is Liz Deering, who is co-founder of One to One Giving. And One to One Giving is interesting, Megan. It's the first crowdfunding platform for charities not just for money, but where charities can create wish lists for the things they need the most. Awesome. Hey, Liz.
2: Hi, guys. It's great to be on.
1: Nice to have you here. Thanks. So, where are you based, Liz? You're in Austin, right?
2: Austin, Texas.
0: Yes. Now,
1: Megan, did you get as far that, Did you get as far south on your trip? Down uh, to Austin? No. No, you didn't get there You were like, like Father south was like Utah, Arizona. Huh? Yep. Arizona. Arizona. Oh, see, there you go. You went you're way down. See, you could have swung down to Liz's house. Hey, I was down the show in, by. I was in Austin for South by. Yeah. But
0: I just didn't happen to know that Liz lived there at that at that point. I know. Next time we'll have to make Next it happen. Next time. That's
1: right. I know. And you know what's so interesting, too, and we were saying this before the call, is that um, despite the fact that all three of us were at the Cause Marketing Forum, we never saw Liz at the I conference. I know. It's sad. It's really yeah. – it's hard to meet up with people at the conference. And she conference. was so busy. Every time I saw Liz, every time I saw a swarm of people, she was right in the middle of it talking about has, one-to-one giving. She has
0: an awesome platform that she's going to tell us about. So that's, that's – right that 's why she's so popular <laughs> so <it's>, Liz
1: <laughs> how'd you get into this crazy business and what to what is one to one given all about
2: well that 's a great question so one to one is really what we think is the next evolution of how charities can get the products they need, can fundraise for the products they need. You know, every charity you can think of has a wish list on their website, right? We need, you know, 10 boxes of cereal. We need books. We need clothing. We need furniture. You name it. And until One to One Giving, no one's created a crowdfunding platform where charities can take those wish lists and make them real and really engage donors. So instead of saying come down to our location and drop this off go buy it and then come drop it off or all the different logistics that have to go on right now to get these products now charities can come on one-to-one One giving build a wish list and get donors engaged in paying for those products so we've actually combined crowdfunding with e-commerce so that means not only are they fundraising for everything they need on our site they're also buying it through one-to-one One giving through our you know network of brands that we work with
0: mm-hmm. so
2: You know, the reason that this came about and what got me involved personally was just I want to do something more impactful to empower charities. I've always been involved Mm in, you know, volunteering. I've always been very passionate about supporting charities. But, you know, I have a background in marketing and design and never got a chance to really do something I felt like was more impactful. And so when my business partner, Mark Courtney, came to me with the idea, I thought this is just... Right in the middle of who I who I want to be in the world and what I want to bring into the world, and so mm-hmm. it's been a very fulfilling journey so far. It's been amazing. That's
0: so awesome. Let me ask. Let me ask you this question. So, if I'm a nonprofit organization and I create a wish list on your site, am I then restricted to the brands that are on your site to make those wish lists? From? You are. So okay. we
2: have. Yeah. We. But you're essentially building a wish list like you would almost build a wedding registry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. You're just looking through the site, pulling the products you need and adding them to a wish list. And we're always growing that catalog. So as as charities come on board, they'll say, you know, we really wish you had dishwashers or we really wish you had, you know, fans. And then we'll go talk to the vendors we have or build new relationships to get
0: those products. And how Mm -hmm. how many brands are on the site right now? There are 10
2: right now. And we have a range of products from you know, furniture to medical supplies, clothing, nutritional, drinks, and food. Um, we have just a whole range right now. We're looking for, you know, we're always looking for new brands that want to come on board and, and provide these products.
0: And then as far as, so the the fundraisers will, co- or I'm sorry, the funders will come to the site and are they funding an item or are they just saying here's $10, toward wherever i mean how do how exactly does that work
1: you know well, what i was out. thinking too liz is do the do the brands also help some of the charities out so in the sense that yeah there are brands on the site that are populated with items and stuff like that but do the brands actually say hey you need 10 rolls of bounty or something like that we can do that for you
2: yeah you're right it's actually both so the brands hmm. the brands that participate with wonder when giving are already offering a really deep discount on their products mm-hmm. so for example we have Ashley Furniture who has provided us with about 35 of their products at at basically wholesale pricing. Wow. And then as things launch. So as a let's say you know we have disaster recovery campaigns going on right now for various areas of the country as we have campaigns launching we'll go to back to the vendors and say listen for this particular campaign would you be willing to donate some product on top of what you're already doing or Mm -hmm. to match some donations so there's opportunities for brands to get involved in the specific campaigns as they want to you know what matches their affinity as an organization Mm -hmm. Um, and to answer your question with the donors so you know for me let's say I'm really I just want to support you know flood recovery in Austin Texas or in Central Texas so I come on one-to-one giving to donate to that when I find a wish list campaign on one-to-one, I can see itemized out exactly how much each item costs. Mm -hmm. So I can give $30 to help, you know, donate 10 pillows to a new, to new families that are, Mm -hmm. you know, being rehoused. I know where my money is going. What actually happens on the back end is that money is put into a, a bucket essentially just for that charity and just for that cause and then when they've finished their fundraising efforts, that money converts into store credit and they just use that money to buy the products and then thank the donors to say, you know, this is where your money actually went to help us buy these items.
0: Uh, so it it sounds like the one-to-one giving is the platform that people are going to. Is that correct? Or is it like it is. an API that's embedded somewhere? No, it's the platform itself. Okay. So and that, that that's, to that's to the one interesting one piece to me because, you know, Joe and I talk about this all the time. It's really hard to get people to go to another platform. So can you mm. talk a little bit about that has that been a struggle for you guys to get people to kind of leave where they're comfortable and come to your platform? Like how do, how do charities get their consumers to your platform and comfortable with the platform?
2: That's a great question. Yeah.
0: You know, we're still learning as we go. And I think
2: that there will be in the future, you know, widgets will build for charities to embed their wish lists into their sites. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that that's as, you know, just as accessible as possible. But ultimately, we know that the power of this comes from donors finding things they would never even have discovered otherwise, you know? So mm-hmm. we one-to-one giving is this central destination where when I come there, I can look for what I care about, not just, you know, maybe I know of a charity that I think is reputable and I want to give to them, but maybe I don't, maybe I just, maybe I just really care about, you know, kids who are struggling with abuse and I want to find a new cause to give to. So, what we see the power of this as, you know, long-term as a giving platform is that folks are coming and discovering needs around them that Mm -hmm. they would never have otherwise known about because these charities are publishing wish lists down to really specific levels. So you're learning so much more about an organization that, you know, you may not even know they run a certain program or serve certain people. So, you know, for example, we have a campaign right now in Austin run by Project Transitions and they're focused on actually helping folks with HIV and AIDS recover and get back into their lives. So they run a hospice facility that I didn't even know existed, you know, before they became a customer of ours. And they're raising money for furniture and medical supplies for that facility. So while they're fundraising, they're also really marketing and showcasing the work that they do in one of their most important programs. So we see that it's really important for folks to not just – come and give to, to a campaign that a charity tells them about, but also discover other needs that they mm-hmm. wouldn't know about, that they resonate with.
0: And mm-hmm. are, are you just in Austin now, or are you in other parts of the country as well?
2: We're also serving other parts of the country, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right now we're serving um, some disaster relief efforts in Oklahoma, and we're starting to expand as well to other parts of the country through some other partnerships with folks like um, Zero 2016, which is a veterans rehousing initiative across the country. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're national in the sense that we can serve uh, charities all around the country, um, but right. we're, just, we're just getting going really and expanding.
1: But it's not necessary that there's some type of emergency or tragedy or something else happening for nonprofits to participate in the platform. You're just focusing on more visible events right now because that's a great way for you folks to, to promote the service and the value of it, right?
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, this can be, you know, a, a charity can use this platform for any, any products they need to fundraise for. It can be, you know, let's say it could be um, a, sh- a homeless shelter that needs to buy new beds. It could be um, an organization that brings food to elderly people. You know, it could be anything, anything. Yeah, well,
1: you know, I think it would be great, too, when I think about the different ways that it could be used, too. I mean, especially with my hospital background, it's like, wouldn't it be great if right on the homepage somewhere on these websites, there's something that people can click on that takes them, you know what I mean, to Mm right to that page. And then it becomes like an extension of their website Mm -hmm. and with a little branding just to make sure that people know they're at the same place. That would be an awesome way, you know, because then, then nonprofits are like, look, now I don't have to do this. I don't need to organize. A space for this to happen. There's a space, one to one giving is a space that I can do this on.
2: That's exactly right. You know, we have right now the ability for these charities to customize their page so they can build campaigns whenever they choose. They can also just customize their main page and raise money there. So, You know, a lot of times, you know, you always, when you, when you go to a charity's website, you can always see there's multiple ways to donate or get involved. It can be a little overwhelming sometimes, you know, to think about where do I give or how do I know where my money went? So we want to serve the charities and making it as transparent as possible for their donors so they know their money is going to help buy these specific products, and that made a real impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then, Liz, what's your revenue model? Then, are you taking a, a portion of donations, or is that something that happens on the back end with brands? We actually
2: have two revenue uh, sources. The first is with brands, so they'll offer us wholesale pricing. We typically tack a small percent on top of that, mm-hmm. um, like any affiliate right um, marketing would. And then, when it comes to crowdfunding, we actually have a different approach than most crowdfunding platforms. Most will take the donor money and take the fees out of the donation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're actually adding it on top so that it's very transparent. So when you donate, let's say you're donating $100 to a campaign, you can actually see on the full $100 is going to that charity, to their store credit. And then our percent for processing fees and whatnot is added on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. very transparent where that money is going.
0: Yeah, that makes mm. sense. I think that's a good good way to do it cuz then people don't have to wonder and if they, you know, find out on the back end that, you know, part of their money went somewhere that they weren't intending it to, that's always that's always a tough conversation. Yeah, mm.
2: folks don't like that, you know, no. and they get yeah. Frustrated, it doesn't make them want to come back and and help again. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one thing that's good about the platform is that you have the momentum of the crowdfunding world we now live in. Is that you know yep. so many people are using it in different ways and stuff like that. It's a real opportunity.
2: I agree. I think that you know we're we're very excited to see the momentum not only of crowdfunding but also of you know especially the younger generations are so focused on doing good and mm-hmm. wanting to do good in their communities and wanting to use technology to do that, they're pushing for it, you know, and that's a great momentum to see in the world. Mm
0: -hmm. What would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've faced to date as you're rolling out the site and outreaching to consumers and charities and brands? Like what, what have you struggled with that you're either still trying to work on or that you're iterating for?
2: I would say one of our bigger challenges has really been um, building our own base, you know, our our own audience and every brand and and business struggles with this at the beginning. Um, So we've been, you know, really focused on that, especially the last few months as we're starting to expand past Austin, not only to get charities involved in using the platform and realizing it's there and it's free for them to use, but also building our own brand and and differentiating ourselves out there amongst all the noise. You know, Mm. there's so much noise about do-gooding and it's so, sometimes I think folks maybe think it's just a bunch of, of talk, you know, that there's so right. much talk about good without a lot of impact or results. And so I would say that's going to be an ongoing challenge for us to yeah. really show <laughs> folks yeah. that this yeah. is actually good. It's not just marketing, you know, and yep. uh, to get them involved. And, and, you know, we just launched a new program called our Social Impact Bosses Program. And what this is is a chance for folks to tell us, listen, this is what I care about. You know, I care about animals and I care about, um, you know, kids. And I care about these cities. So every time a campaign, a wish list launches that I care about, tell me so I can help promote it to my network and get involved. Um, And this is something that we've just launched. And so we're starting to see some traction with it. It's a challenge, you know, to get Mm. folks attention in this busy world. But we think the more that people get involved in these wishless campaigns the more they'll realize how tangible it is and that'll yeah. make an impact you know well
0: yeah. i would i would think that it, sort of to your point earlier that first of all, I think this would be really fun as a nonprofit to you know <laughs> go on and create a shopping list. So I would I would yeah. assume that that's where a lot of that.
1: <laughs> I can imagine what Megan's shopping list would look like if she was in charge of this. <laughs> I want a couch like Joe's. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This is why Megan's not in the nonprofit world. <laughs> oh my goodness! No,
0: I'm just saying like it would be a fun thing to be able to do to kind of be like, okay, here's what we need, and they're all like beautiful pictures, and just the visual aspect of it I think is great. But I would also assume that that's where you're going to get most of your traffic is from those nonprofits, kind of yeah. po- pulling it through to you. That's why I'd asked that question earlier about I think getting people to the, the platform, because it's, it's just a tough sell.
2: It is. And you know, the, the nonprofits, as you know, every, every organization has their challenges, and many nonprofits are challenged with not having enough budget or resources for marketing. And so what we're finding is that the more tools we can give them, the more effective they are, you know, in promoting their campaigns. And sometimes that just looks like helping them, to use, you know, specific hashtags or update their Twitter feed more regularly, or post it to Facebook and just let folks know how they're fundraising. Right. And um, and to and to thank people as they go along, you know, to make sure they know what the impact is. Uh, we are seeing that you know the charities themselves, of course, are driving the initial push for donors to come in. But we also see the potential in the future for brands to get involved with this, you know, Mm -hmm. because let's say there's a large campaign going on for furniture. I don't know why, you know, Ashley Furniture wouldn't want to get involved in helping promote that to their customers, you know, saying, look at what good we're doing. Help Mm -hmm. us, you know, help us do more good. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll see other sources of awareness. And as we go along here, as we build volume. You yeah.
0: Know? And I would imagine some of that's going to come down to that storytelling, too, that you were just saying, you know, the, how are these items being used for good? Like, what are the stories behind it? Who's getting that walker that somebody just donated exactly. um, to on the site? So I, I um, any stories there? Like, have you had much success with that sort of storytelling aspect?
2: We have. And, you know, to be honest with you, we've got, we've just started crowdfunding in the last month here. So we're still gathering these yeah. stories as we go. Um, I would say one of the more moving stories we have right now is this, this campaign I mentioned with Project Transitions, because they're on their campaign page. They're telling us stories about folks who they've, they support who wouldn't otherwise be on the street, you know, and they wouldn't have anywhere to be and they wouldn't have proper medical care and everyone resonates with that, you know, let me let me help someone right. have a better quality of life so they can get back on their feet. And that's i think really mm-hmm. driving these donations. I had I saw a comment on the po- on the page yesterday from someone saying, "I just donated 12 pillows. That was so easy, you know. Like it it mm-hmm. feels so real to donate to something tangible." And I think that's what's motivating people to get involved. It's not a a flat list. It's a very Vibrant thing, they can add video, you know, they can do whatever they want to kind of promote the story and make it feel as connected as possible. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think that's key too. And since like that's one of the things I was impressed with the platform too is it does make it easy for people to share, um, which you expect really of the crowdfunding platforms, right? Because that's what it's all about is you mm-hmm. know that ability to share with other people and stuff like that. But as you note, know, you know the nonprofit has to be smart enough or uh, you know talented enough to promote uh, to to have that video to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know uh, to just get out there and do that stuff because it's not something that nonprofits always feel. comfortable comfortable with, especially with the visual stuff. You know, I can't tell you the number of nonprofits i run across that tell me, I just can't tell my story visually. (laughs) And I tell them, I I was like, look, if if you can't tell your your story visually, you're not a nonprofit. (laughs) 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 You don't exist. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, you
2: know, it's, I think we're realizing, and we knew this going in. I mean, especially with my background and both working inside of and supporting nonprofits, I know there's, we need a services arm to our organization, you know? So yeah. we're very intent on supporting them and educating them and helping yeah. them to do a good job of that storytelling, making it very easy to do and mm-hmm. kind of fill in the blanks, right? You need in a yeah. large image, you need to tell a story here in two paragraphs, you yeah.
1: need
0: to,
2: these are the things that are going to make folks engage yeah. with your story.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you get your first blog post right there. There you go. <laughs> no, because it's half, it half is written. So, and this is what I tell people too. And I saw this awesome quote just a couple of weeks ago, and it said something to the effect like, "If you think your pro- if you think what you what you sell is your product, plan to be disrupted." And, you know, and and it's like, it's not, it's not the product or service that you're doing. It's the experience. And, and, you know, everyone who runs a platform, you included Liz, you know, you have to think about those larger issues. It's like, we're not just about stuff. We're about getting stuff that nonprofits really need to accomplish their missions. And look at this example and that example of how people are accomplishing their missions because they had the right materials.
2: Absolutely. That story, that overall impact story of how individuals like you and I can help a charity to get what they need to do more of their mission is so compelling to me. I mean, that's what gets me up in the morning is that's the goal, you know, to to help them do more and to get everybody involved in the impact.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, let's face it, too, when it comes to nonprofits, you know, supplies and those types of things. It's like the most important thing. It's like it's such a like a real cost to these organizations Mm -hmm. to have to purchase these things, to have a place like your site where they can go and do that at a discount and have others do it for them. That's something that's really valuable.
2: I agree. I mean, if you really when we were building this, my business partner and I thought to ourselves, surely this already exists, right? Mm -hmm. Surely someone's built a e-commerce site for charities for starters, but no one had. And, sure, and surely someone's, you know, already done this because it makes sense, you know, but no, no one had. So it's been a really incredible you – know, one that.
1: thing I wanted to ask you was on Amazon, isn't their ability to create a wish list just – on anything and it doesn't have to be like, you know, for weddings or baby showers or anything like that. I mean, isn't the functionality on some other sites where they can put other items and products and stuff like that?
2: There is, you know, and and some charities we've worked with have said that they've tried those things. The main main reason it's a challenge for them though to manage is because there's no follow through. So let's say you built an Amazon wishlist for your charity. Well, First of all, when things get ordered, they just come willy-nilly, like, you right. know, as they get ordered. You yep. don't have any control over the timing, whereas with one-to-one, you get all the money first and order when you're ready. And that's a big challenge because most charities don't have storage space. Mm-hmm. Then they can't track specifically who donated because you're not going to get that Oh, donation.
1: yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So they
2: can't follow up and say, hey, thank you so much for your $30 donation. This is what it helped us buy. Right. Uh um, so, it, yeah, it's it doesn't really serve the purpose, even though it is a stopgap, you know? I, I know that folks are using it, but it's not really built for that, you know? Yeah, and they're not so getting the, the discounts, Joe. They're not getting the discounts. And
1: they're doing a better job, job. Yeah, and, and right. a better job than Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, Liz, you know what you need? Drones. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, Joe's Think gonna work that. on that. Think about that business can unit you for you for me, from you, his Joe? couch. Yeah, you <laughs> uh, you ordered something from Ashley Furniture. We're delivering the delivering this via drone <laughs> to the house
0: in the next five minutes. In
1: the next five minutes, exactly. Go. Yeah, you can you handle that. Me, so. that
0: would-
2: Awesome. Yeah, he's That's gonna right. get
0: he's gonna get right on that. That's gonna be his next blog post. I can drones, f- smell it. Drones for good. <laughs> drones for good. You think about that. <laughs> totally start that. Oh. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Liz, this is so fascinating. Thank you so much for coming on Cause Talk Radio and sharing your story with us. Where can people find One to One Giving and find you online?
2: Thank you so much for having me on. Um, folks can go to One to One giving.com to get involved, either to donate or to sign up as a charity um, or as a brand. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is Liz Deering, L I Z D E E R
0: I N G. Excellent. And we will put that in the show notes, which you can find where, Joe?
1: You can find those on selfishgiving.com, one place, and then you can find it on causeupdate.com. And, of course, people can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And, of course, check out my cause marketing Pinterest boards at um, pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. And what about you? Where can people find you, Megan?
0: Well, now that I'm back, I'm back on Twitter at Megan Strand also tweeting for the cause marketing forum at tweetCMF, and as joe mentioned you can find show notes for today's episode at selfishgiving.com as well as causeupdate.com and if you like today's episode if you're listening to cause talk radio we would love it if you would go in and leave us a review in itunes we've seen some reviews coming in lately so that's awesome thank you for doing that those of you who have done that and of course you can find cause talk radio on itunes and again leave us a review do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and on behalf of liz and joe and myself we'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.